Shut up and sit down. Little Miss Muppet sits on a tuppet, eating her curds away. Really? Volcano well, Spider with? sat down beside her and what said, Hey, what's in the bolt? Never mind, I can't finish that one. <laughs> <laughs> Were you trying to sound like Rocky Balboa? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's in the bowl, man? <laughs> <laughs> you never heard Andrew Dice Clay. That's who I was doing. No. Obviously, it didn't sound like Andrew Dice Clay. Nope. Sounded <laughs> like, uh,. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Yo, I didn't hear no bell, you know what I'm saying? Alright, <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome to another episode of Paraprobe. I am one of your hosts, the more minuscule one, the mini micro, the uh, magical dwarf here. I'm Jesse J. <laughs> the magical dwarf. <laughs> yep. I started telling people that it works. <laughs> it, sounds like a, it sounds like a particular bag of shrooms you buy from your dealer. <laughs> and then over there is Chance Hancock. Um, Hi. I don't know anything How about are you? him. He's, he's just, he's him. That's him. Hi, Chance. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, we're going to be doing the show today. Imagine that. Uh, today is Saturday, September 17th. It says 45% humidity. There's no way. The humidity's got to be far, far higher than because that. because I'm so humid. It's not hot. I'm humid. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. Um, so anyways, uh, Paraprobe is breaking some serious ground here. Um, so far, we've almost got... Banned off of TikTok. <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. We got a warning on Spotify. <laughs> we, <laughs> we're on a roll. Yeah, and yeah. we're not even allowed to cuss. That's even better. I know, right? Well, like, uh, TikTok we cuss. Well, Whatever. TikTok we yeah. cuss, but yeah. Say what we want. Say it. Yeah, on, on TikTok we got a slight warning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so right. now I have to make a PSA that uh, drugs are bad, don't do drugs. There you go. All right. Unless they're microdosing. Okay. Um, <laughs> and by a doctor prescribed to you, you know, for PTSD. There, we, we made it clinical. There we go. Yep. Yeah, yep. we made it clinical. Okay. Don't call your dealer. Um, <laughs> so anyways, um, for the listening audience out there, too, for all the people, I've been getting a lot of, I don't know why I don't get it. I get so many people keep messaging me on, like, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that. Where can we catch your shows? We, we, we listened to your show the other day, you know, last Saturday, you guys are hilarious. And I'm like, it's on all of our social media. We talk about it on the show often. If you want to listen to our past shows, now I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to tell you guys what we do. At the end of our show, Jesse over here, he downloads that episode. We have a, a system we go into, we download it to, and it literally gets spread out to all of our stuff. It goes to our, you know, iHeartRadio, it goes to Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, everything. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. We're on, like, everything with this show. Except for YouTube. Yeah. Except for YouTube, Yet. yeah. You know, we've, we've talked about doing that, though, throwing it out there on YouTube as well. Um, but here's the thing. If you want to listen to the show, um, you know, our past shows, uh, matter of fact, let's say that during your work day, because a lot of people work Saturdays, too, you couldn't catch the show live. Just give it about an hour after the show, you know, maybe when you get home from work or whatever like that. Or do it on Monday to make that crap pass faster. Yeah, or do it on Monday. You know, just jump on to Pandora, Spotify, what, wherever you listen to your podcast. And all you have to do is put in Paraprobe. It's all yep. one word. We're not banned yet. You can listen to us. Yeah, it's we're, okay. Yeah, we're pretty much everywhere. Uh, we actually have something we're not going to mention what it is on air right now, but somebody is working on getting us onto another network right now. Um, so we might be on another one too, on top of it. Hashtag mucho appreciado, bro. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> our man, Herbert Eric Stevens. Yeah. Yeah. Been a GPS and, uh, getting stuff done. That's right. All right. So I have science news. I know, right? Okay. Science this is news. something that Jesse called me about that he found out, uh, a few days ago and it just blew my mind. So we decided, you know what? Let's talk about it this weekend. Yeah. We actually had another show planned. So this one we're kind of doing on a whim. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. We're actually planning stuff. It's crazy. It's crazy. I know. So the James Webb Space Telescope is breaking science. Breaking science. 100% breaking science. Literally. It observed a galaxy very far away, and how they observe galaxies and how they rate how far away they are is the 
light spectrum. Mm-hmm. The further, more further away, the higher on the infrared light spectrum it is. And this one was wicked high. It was like 11.9, you know, going from one to higher. <laughs> That's usually how it works in numerical order, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, we know numbers. So dude was sitting at home with his girlfriend. Saw that looking through the space photos because uh, that's how you pick up chicks. Boom, science is sexy. Um, and nerdy, nerdy. He uh, he found this picture, you know, through the algorithm they had running, mm-hmm. and it was of a galaxy very, very far away, mm-hmm. far, far away. Was it and, a long time ago? <laughs> apparently, so yeah. supposedly this galaxy is like two billion years old. Which isn't that old, and the... That's not old at all compared to us. Yeah, but it's very far away, which kind of uh, reined in on the Big Bang Parade, and also the potential that if it is actually a young galaxy, and it's not that far away, Mm -hmm. it's going to break the expanding universe theory as well. So, current theories are Big Bang... And that is... Expanding universe both could be shot to pieces because of this. So one or the other or both, yes. Okay. Now, to break this down a little bit to make people understand. Oh, was I not clear? No, you're you're pretty clear. (laughs) But, but, you know, what we understand and being speaking of it, it makes sense. And some people who... Are you calling people dumb right now? (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) So in this this aspect, because of that, this... (laughs) other galaxy happens to be that young that means that no we're not expanding outward because this is just in big span of time has just recently been created all right for only two billion years Mm -hmm. because estimated right now that that our galaxy alone is anywhere between they've the the estimation changes all the time but anywhere from between like eight to like 14 billion years old is roughly it mostly everybody's leaning towards 14 billion Mm -hmm. um so if it's only two billion years old that's way relatively new, big time. And the, like I said, once again, in the big spectrum of time. And then on top of that, because, well, like you were saying, taking away the Big Bang Theory, because of it being more recent, it wasn't all created at once, like everybody has been led to believe. So that that's pretty crazy, man. It really is. Yep. I'm telling you, one day when we really learn more and more about science as we've been going, I'm sure there's going to be some things that we're going to wind up debunking and looking back at, stuff that we may have already believed in for the longest time, and go, yep, we're wrong. And then there's going to be some we're going to be like, told you. <laughs> you know, I I definitely see those moments coming in the in the very near future of science. I, I believe in our lifetime. We're going to see some things and have believed for the, and vice versa. I definitely see that coming in our lifetime. Oh, yeah. It's already happened a few times with other stuff. Well, they're already trying to uh, find ways that it can't be true. Um, oh, of course. So, Which makes sense, though. In yeah, the reason, no, yeah. Well, no, they, they're they trying to compensate for the redshift because they're saying that uh, some dust, dust particles out there yep. could change the color of it, block some of the um, light rays, and mm-hmm. therefore increase the redshift is what they call it when the, um, the light's so far away that it becomes infrared. Um And the higher the redshift, the further away it is, but dust particles can inhibit that. But for one of the multiple galaxies that they're looking at, because they're looking at the the deep field, Mm -hmm. that the Hubble uh, telescope, they've been looking at that for a while because there's so much. Yeah. And uh, there's another telescope, actually like six telescopes, that already disproved that. It's crystal freaking clear, Mm -hmm. and it's like, bam, there's another one that, um, another galaxy that is uh, a twin galaxy. It's an imposter galaxy, so it's in two places at once on there because of some refraction (laughs) of some particles. We catfish the universe. Yes. Awesome. (laughs) Um, Got cross-eyed, you know. Yeah. You know, here's the thing, too. The great great thing about some of this stuff is, like, the the way we've been breaking bounds boundaries left and right with science and just going further and further and learning new stuff and it's becoming more rampant. Have you noticed that? Like like we kind of picked up on finding out a lot of new stuff. Oh yeah. You know that that we tried to figure out for like decades and now it's like boom boom boom. It seems like the way these things are happening. Uh, matter of fact, China wound up finding a signal in space that they have now starting to determine may be coming from intelligent life. Yes, actually, I was about to lead into that, bro. How do you read my mind? Dude, because we're brothers, that's why. So, <laughs> I'll tell you what, since you are, we're already getting ready to lead into it, I'll let you go ahead and yeah, crack no, her open so, and lead into um, it. 
It came from the Beta Centauri system, where they there's a um, potential Earth-like planet inhabiting Beta Centauri. Yep. And Beta Centauri is a red dwarf, and the planet is like twice as big as Earth, or something like that. Red I'm dwarf. probably lying to you. Is that an angry little person, red dwarf? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> but the only issue is that the planet is tidally locked, like the moon is to Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so one side faces the sun at all times. The other side faces space, and it's freezing. Mm-hmm. And uh, cold thinking about it. Um, but the only habitable area is, like, the twilight zone. Mm-hmm. I wish I had that queued up. God, why well, I'm an idiot. Picture a man going on a journey beyond <laughs> sight and sound to Beta Centauri. <clears throat> You've now left the twilight zone. Okay. But that's uh, literally, like, the rim around um, the planet where it's... Like, going into night from day. Mm-hmm. So that's the only place where life could potentially be habitable. Only issue with that is um, some of the light that they're sensing there, they're getting these crazy flashes of light because they're looking for light on, like, the millimeter scale, which yeah. means it was made by something intelligent. Yep. Well, it turns out this one was a solar flare, and it was a giant solar flare that could be cooking the planet. Oh, lovely. So, yeah. Yeah. Chopped and screwed, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Big time. Um, but that is the direction where the radio signal came from. Mm-hmm. So either there's intelligent life or there's something yep. we don't know about or someone screamed for help before being burnt to death by a solar flare. Which possibility. Which is terrifying. That was the first place my mind went. And it's like, yeah. how terrifying would that be? You're, it's like being in the middle of nowhere. Someone chopped your legs off. You're bleeding to death. You're screaming for help and nobody's coming to help you. Yeah. Or you're Anakin Skywalker. That too. Without the Empire. Yeah. Yeah. Sure took the high ground. Um, <laughs> the, the thing about that, like some people don't understand, is like also too, that they use light, not sound waves through space. But they, they, they refer to it as like, you know, radio waves, but well, it's light. They also use radio waves as well. Yes, but the light waves are able to get, it's hard to explain, but they'll, they'll, because obviously the light travels faster. They're able to get information quicker sometimes with the light beams they've been shooting into space in order to get communications. What are you doing? There's something on the bridge of your nose that's driving me crazy. Thank you. It's a s- sticker from something. I don't know what it is. How the hell I get a sticker on my nose? And I know that's weird. Is that shirt new? <laughs> I guess I passed out of Walmart and somebody price tagged me. I don't know. Um, so anyways... Um, Anyway, these beams that are coming in, whether it be sound waves or the light waves that they use, the the thing, the telltale, the thing that they look for is for something that has actual, you know, uh, a God. Why am I brain farting on words today, man? Mm. I I guess maybe my brain's just overtired. I think that's the problem. I've been thinking way too much lately about all this traffic that I hate. Oh, we're going there, huh? I hate traffic. <laughs> Good God, I hate traffic. <sighs> All right. Okay, well. starting over. They're looking for patterns. That's mm-hmm. the word I was trying to think of. My brain was not taking it. I don't know why. They're looking for patterns with these sound waves or with these light uh, light beams in order to distinguish whether or not that this is coming from intelligence or is this coming from like solar flares like you were speaking of a minute ago, you know, or other factors in space that can replicate these things. So what they look for is actual patterns in space with this stuff to where this cannot be random. It has to be intelligence that's setting it up. And prime example, let's say they have three short beeps and then a long beep. And then three short beeps and then a long beep. Three short beeps and a long beep. Now, this keeps repeating itself over and over and over again. That's not from natural phenomenon. That That is something that has intelligently mm-hmm. put that pattern in there. So that's the stuff that they're looking for. And there's a possibility that there is one right now that they found. Um, they're waiting for another response from this thing to confirm if this was a glitch or was it real. And if it's real, they found intelligent life. Intelligent life. Yeah, which is crazy. Because you got to think, it, obviously intelligent life, if they know how to build this signal to send into space to other people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So obviously intelligence. I believe that I can fly. No, um, I believe that there is intelligent life. Somewhere in space, throughout the entire universe, we'd have to be, you know, pretty arrogant to think that there's nothing else out there that's got intelligence. Now, the magnitude and the level of that intelligence, we don't know. 
It could be other beings out there that maybe we're superior to. And then on the flip side of the coin, there could be beings out there that are way far superior than us. It all just depends on their relative area of where they were in time of creating and building, you know, buildings, industrial stuff, the whole nine yards to be able to advance far enough along to be far superior and smarter than we are. Now, we already know, obviously, that we have galaxies with different time spans that they've been created and whatnot. And there are galaxies out there that they could have, you know, planets there, uh, just like ours, that have already been there for billions of years. They could be like a billion years ahead of us advanced. And mm-hmm. I mean, and think about this. Relatively, we have, in the big scheme of life and in the universe, we haven't really been around for very long at all. No. You know, not at all. Yeah. I mean, the dinosaurs were around for longer than us by a long shot. Fair. But with that being said, you know, we're, we're still in our infant stage right now of humanity. So if there's other beings out there that have been around already advanced for like a billion years, I mean, God knows what they can accomplish and do right now. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is, too, that I believe there's intelligent life at that level. And the reason for being is because they have not landed here to hang out with us and let us know they're around. No, they wouldn't do that. No. So, speaking of evidence of potential alien life, look mm-hmm. at this picture. Pretty cool. So, the picture we're looking at is a sun or a star with concentric circles around it. Uh-huh. And they are very symmetrical. Yeah. As everyone and everywhere knows... Life, natural phenomenon, is not symmetrical, not by a long shot. The no. Earth isn't even completely spherical. It's more of an oval. Yeah, it really is. I the mean, the Earth is actually an egg shape, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the likelihood that concentric rings can pop around here, and it's another image from the James Lowe Space Telescope, I should probably clarify. Mm-hmm. Um People are starting to hypothesize that this is alien life and that they have built a uh, – I can't remember the device name. But it's um, basically a megastructure mm-hmm. that goes around the sun and absorbs energy directly from the sun, kind of like solar panels. There has been videos where they have seen stuff where they thought was solar flares coming off of the sun mm-hmm. that they were filming. But there's a couple where it was very questionable that it looked like an object – was pulling the flare to it mm-hmm. from the sun. Yep. And because of the fact that the object was square <laughs> in space. Yeah, not it's the Borg. So this They're is coming to take over. Yeah, this is the uh, star is futile. WR140. Um that's WR140 if you want to look it up. Um it's a Wolf Rayet star and it's spat much of its hydrogen into space and that's what they think the circles are from. They're symmetrical aliens. That is weird. All right, so to give you, uh, the audience, a picture, uh, an idea of what we're looking at for this photograph, picture a bright sun, middle of space, you know, big flashy round circle, and then a whole bunch of rings coming off of it like on a bullseye, like when you're shooting darts. So you have a whole bunch of rings coming off, getting bigger and bigger and bigger around it, and that's what it looks like. That's That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That is crazy looking. Now, granted, we know that Saturn has its own rings around it because of all the debris, you know, ice chunks out there in space is flying around it that's been caught up in its gravitational pull and it's formed an elliptical circle around the planet of all this debris, you know, space rocks and stuff and ice and everything else. Um, these, even that going around the Saturn is still kind of oval shape and it's, Yes, it's a group of rings, but it's like in it's kind of hard to describe. It's like they are confined, yeah. confined to the orbit of that planet. Yeah, this is stretching. These out. These are stretching out. It, Lord knows how far. If it's that big, showing on that photograph, oh yeah, that's got to be like I mean millions of miles. What the sun's like basically a little bit bigger than the tip of a pen, and it stretches out throughout the entire photo. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I'm telling you, man. Sooner or later, you know what? Think about this. You know what? You just made me. You know what? We're going on a brain trip today, folks. Brain trip. Brain trip. All right. So pack your luggage. It will get lost. So imagine what if some of these things we're seeing in space that we think are planetary type objects, like this situation, this this sun thing we're looking at. What if that is the alien? What? 
what if that is the alien? Okay. Oh my God, are you really going into that? Yeah, because think oh, about, dude. Yeah, because think about this. Okay, we're thinking of aliens as three-dimensional beings, you know, typically humanoid. You know, aliens coming down our size, the whole nine yards in spacecraft. Because that's just what we've built in Hollywood and movies and such and blah, blah, blah. Even the alien from the movie Aliens, it's still like, you know, yeah, it's very tall and all that. But, you know, it's still like, you know, what we would perceive the alien to look like as a humanoid. Because it's still a humanoid. It's bipedal. All right. What if it was just a big ball of energy? What if some of these things we're seeing in space might actually be the alien itself? Yeah, I'm into that. It could be. I mean, could you even imagine what would that existence be like? What does it feed off of? Like, what is it? Just other stuff in in space. Who knows? I mean, it's an alien. Do you think it would be intelligent? Yeah. What if it does have intelligence? What if it has intelligence and it's just basically free from, you know, free floating through space? You know what? I'll put this in comic book standards for some people to understand. Think about this. Galactus, the planet eater. All right. Silver Surfer would come before him to warn the planet, like, Galactus is coming, you will die. You know, he comes to eat the planet, okay? Mm-hmm. And in, like, the comics, Galactus obviously is bigger than a planet. He's huge, okay? So, comics kind of figured it out, you know, that there might be aliens out there that are just massive. We're only going by relative to what we think is normal size. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, let's see. We have some... Serious hubris as humans mm-hmm. to think that we can classify and that we can make the rules for what is a, a thank you an intelligent life form and stuff. Yep. I mean, we've been now granted on this little ball, blue ball that we're sitting on right now. We're just we are considering ourselves the highest form of intelligence on here, which may or may not be true. I mean, dolphins are pretty smart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so long, and thanks for all the fish. Smarter than some people I know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And if you got that reference, you are my friend. You are my tribe. <laughs> um, I did post a picture of this thing up on the um, on Paraprobe Instagram. Well, my Instagram. Your Instagram. You okay. have the access to that. I don't. You've locked me out. I hate you. How did I lock I, you out? Because you never gave me the password, bro. All you had to do is ask. <laughs> I did. It's, it's that I, easy. I straight up asked. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I'll give you the password when we get no, up here. No, but I did tag uh, Paraprobe Radio in it. Okay. So uh, if you want to look for that, uh, look at the uh, tagged photos for Paraprobe Radio, or just go to Jesse the Caffeinated on Instagram. And throw it on the Facebook one too, because you're an admin on the Facebook oh, page. Yeah. You oh. can throw it on there. I'll do that later. Yep. We need to start like working our our. Yeah, we need to start social media a lot here, more. Unless we start doing video up in here. Yeah, we need to start doing video yeah. in here. I think it'd be fun. Then I can't do the show naked, though. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know what? I should actually right now just go live and hold my phone up. People can see us live on air. Now nah, we're cool. I know we're cool, but we should do that. <laughs> so you said something. Uh, What was I saying? Oh, okay. So picture this. Mm-hmm. We're going on a journey beyond sight and sound. No. Um. All right. So let's just say that that was the alien creature itself, that big sun thing you're looking at. Maybe that's why they haven't visited, because they would burn us up if they got too close in our galaxy. That would be true. But you know us. You know humans. Humans cannot... We're stupid. They're not stupid. We're curious. Stupid curious. Curious to the point of endangering ourselves, which is how we've stupid. discovered so much. I mean, <laughs> you have to accept some semblance of danger. Yeah. This is why, like... One of my kids' favorite movies, uh, what is it, The Sea Beast on Netflix. Mm-hmm. That's why the end of that movie really annoys me. Yeah. Because they discourage... Spoiler alert. They discourage exploration because of the danger of the sea beast and how we should leave them alone and stuff. Doesn't mean you can't explore. Just don't try to kill the daggum thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, explore. Just don't kill it. <laughs> Just because we go and explore and find new places and everything else doesn't mean we always have to kill and take over. We that man, human be- just human beings in general, we're horrible of doing that. Yeah. But but anyways, so yeah, that that's going to be my new theory now. I think that there's aliens in space that are just what we deem as maybe a planet, you know, because it's so far away, either a planet or a sun that is actually an alien. That's just the size of it. That's how big it is. That's a big alien. I mean, there's been, like, even some sci-fi movies where they've shown, like, an alien in space that was, like, massive, like, space whales. 
you know, but these space whales were huge, oh, yeah. bigger than blue whales, you know, yeah. by a long shot. I mean, there is the potentiality of spacefaring life forms that oh, can travel faster than the speed of light. Yeah. Because yet another thing James Webb's space tele- yeah, telescope is breaking is physics. Yeah. So I love that. There's been a couple of galaxies and random planets that don't make any sense, and they couldn't even. It doesn't make sense to the point where they couldn't even give details on it because they're still trying to figure it out. They're yeah. literally scratching their heads. Let's be real for a second. <clears throat> you and I, you know, along with Kim Rutherford and a few of our other people on our team, you know, we have a paranormal investigation group. All right. We have done investigations for a long, long time investigating the paranormal. All right. Now, with that being said, can I sit there and say that ghosts are real? No, I can't. I cannot from the bottom of my heart tell you that ghosts are real. Can I tell you that we have seen and heard some very strange things in our lifetime? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm leading up to a point to this, I promise, that, that goes with this same thing. We have seen things that have happened that defies physics. Physically have seen things happen that defy physics. So, that's just right here on Earth. That's in our perceived universe, mm. our perceived you know, rules of, of physics and everything else in front of us. When I have seen an inanimate object, a metal chain that's hanging down, being pulled down by gravity, which is physics, all of a sudden arc into a U-shape and get pulled straight up about a good three feet at you. and then drop, <laughs> and there's nothing there. There was no magnet that did it. It wasn't the air conditioning. It wasn't the wind blowing to make this thing do a perfect arc slowly. This wasn't like it swung up and looked like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like somebody tied a string to it. Yeah, like somebody just grabbed and pulled it up slow, pulled it up, and then dropped it. That's breaking physics. Yes. That is breaking physics. There was nothing physically there to make it do that. All and, right? I mean, it... And that's something simple. That's just looking at a piece of chain, a piece of metal. So imagine what other things of physics that are different throughout the entire universe that we're unaware of. Or... Forms of life, because Absolutely. then again, that could be another form of life. Absolutely. I mean, we talked about the mushrooms growing on the space uh, station yeah. and the potentiality for them to grow on Mars. Yeah. So mycelia, because I dug more into it, mycelia and fungi and everything, they they will remain dormant until the conditions are right. So who's to say the conditions aren't right Somewhere else, like the Proxima Centauri B planet over there. Or Good point. Absolutely. Another planet nearby. I mean, yeah. if we're missing asteroids that can take out Earth, that yeah. are near missing us until, like, it's too late, mm-hmm. what else are we missing nearby? Yeah. You, you, it's such a great point, man. You hit the nail right on the head. We're only looking at everything with science now on our planet with our people. We're only looking at science as what we perceive. Mm-hmm. What we perceive as physics, the rules of physics the rule of the laws of physics the, of our universe, what we have learned so far. And like everything from even like where man comes from, nobody can really 100%. And I know everybody's going to have their theories and that's all it is, is theory. Mm-hmm. There's going to be people out there who say we, we came from God creationism. We got other people out there coming saying we came from evolution. We got other people out there that, you know, will say with the, in evolution that we came from the sea. Some say, no, 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 we came from the apes. You know, some people say, no, we were just a whole nother species that we have evolved to where we are now. And then yet another person, another theory is that we came from another planet, more than likely Mars. Exactly. So, I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. So this is all theories. Nobody knows for certain. No. Nobody does. Nobody knows unless we can invent time travel. Chop, chop. Yeah. I mean, this is 2022. We're already supposed to do that. Yeah. Should be having hoverboards. (laughs) Duh. Duh. Um, Back to the future, bro. Yeah, it should be on Jaws 22 right now. So, But the thing is, at the end of the day, is that the, the fact that we're only going by what we know so far. And Lord knows really what kind of things are out there in space. Like you said, there could be the existence of, of aliens that, that they just live in space. They don't live on a planet. Um, and like you're saying about the, the mushrooms, you know, that there could be other, you know, locations where they would grow vastly and do very well because that environment fits it compared to what we have here on earth. Um, it's just like with different types of, um, you know, microbes and, you know, and, and like bacteria and everything else. 
Some of them thrive in certain areas where other ones die. You know, there, I mean, they have found like bacteria and ice that basically was like dead for thousands of years. And when they melted the ice, it came back to life. You know, so there's that fun fact. Yeah. Return of like living dead. Bringing <laughs> dinosaurs back to life. Ah, Dyson Spear. That's the name of it. So a Dyson Spear is the mega structure that can encompass the sun and harvest energy from it. Mm-hmm. Um, that is what they're theoretically thinking that. Um, the aliens, for lack of a better way of saying it, yeah. the inhabitants of the uh, planet over there by Proxima Centauri B could use to harvest energy from the sun and stay alive and live on the dark side of that planet. Yeah, because once again, you know... I've we, been hunting for it for like 20 minutes. There will be scientists, <laughs> I guarantee you, I promise you, there will be scientists here who will say, that's just impossible. Yeah, by our knowledge... For us... Yeah. yeah, maybe not others. For others who may be far more advanced, this is this is something they learned in their high school. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or in, for some of them, it may have been their elementary school. Well, I mean, <laughs> who knows? Like a, you know, how, who knows how high their intelligence level may be? There's an episode of Stargate SG-1 mm-hmm. where they meet this advanced human because – so we went through the Dark Ages. And the theory on the show is that, you know, human life originated from Earth. And it was spread out by these aliens that were using humans as slaves. Well, humans rebel. You know, we do what we do. You're not going to make us do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are going to do what we want. Yeah. So, long story short, there was an advanced society that didn't go through the Dark Ages that were like 400 years ahead of us yeah. and their technology. And they literally laughed at one of their uh, theoretical physicists on there mm-hmm. about, <laughs> you still believe in that. Okay, yeah. No, quantum physics isn't. We've mastered that. We're beyond that. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and yeah. it's like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> you yep. know? Yeah. We can't even talk on the same level. I mean, and that's what we could encounter if we yeah. met extraterrestrial life or – for yes. some reason or another, a living sun. And exactly. It may be a difficulty if we, if we did run into another alien civilization to make communication with them because we may not be smart enough to honestly communicate with them. Mm-hmm. And, and for anybody who thinks that's not true, really, we've only been speaking language for just a few thousand years. That's it. That's it. Before that, it was primarily grunts and whatever, you know, pointing at objects and such. Middle fingers and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, and we still revolve back to that one. So, but <laughs> the thing is, is that with the with the expansion of like the the universe and all the different you know possible alien civilizations out there and the the limitless boundaries of what they may have in knowledge compared to us, that may be another reason why we haven't made contact. It's not because they don't want to. It could be they just can't. They they cannot wrap around our language because we are far inferior, not superior. Um. Once again, we're so dumb they can't even speak to us. <laughs> yeah. Like I ain't got time for you. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, trust me. Well, sometimes it's almost like so. My kid is he's getting better with his language, but his enunciation is not great. Sometimes it sucks, and we can't understand him. And sometimes we're like, yeah, uh huh. He'll and talk just, when he has something to say. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. he j- he speaks. Sometimes you just can't understand what he's saying. That's typical of his age. Yes, I yes. know. And sometimes we're just like, I don't know what he's saying. Okay, cool, you know, and just like yeah. kind of smile and nod, and like he he's, he accepts that and runs off. I yeah. Mean, now, if you told me he's twelve, I'd be like, yeah, get him tested. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. He. But that's kind of what like maybe that radio signal from the Proxima Centauri system over there. Mm-hmm. Was something like that, and we were just too dumb to understand what it was. Absolutely. And like 200 years from now, I'm like, oh my god. Absolutely. They may <laughs> have been communicating with us for God knows how long. We just haven't figured it out. To yeah. them, it's language. To us, it's gibberish because mm-hmm. we don't understand it. That would be equivalent to like if you go to a foreign country, you don't understand the language. They start speaking to you. They're not stupid. They just speak a different language from you. Mm-hmm. You don't understand. You know, and vice versa. You know that we. Speak a language that they don't understand. Oh my god, I hate that so much. When people, when there's a language barrier, mm-hmm. and some um, individuals, yeah, believe that that indiv- that other person is stupid because they don't speak the same language. Like that is the most ignorant and racist period to me. That yeah, yeah, that too. I mean, yeah. I, that's yeah. I, I just 
It's unbelievable because I've met some really intelligent people yeah. and couldn't understand them their English, much less, you know, any other language because they were just that far like what they were talking about was that far out of my depth. Yeah. And I love that because I like learning. And if it the newer it is and the like more that I've never heard of it, mm-hmm. the more I hunger for it and I want more. Yeah. But also, sometimes I don't understand. <laughs> like, we all have those moments, trust can me. Can you write that and uh, I consider myself a pretty intelligent guy. I really do. But, however, there are moments that I have heard people speak on, maybe a, a whatever subject they're talking about, and I'm like, I am so lost. Yeah, and those are the type yeah. of people we want to like really make friends with because yeah. I want to know what you know. Well, see, like, the great thing for me. And I'm not trying to, to brag. This is just fact. I'm, I excel at English. I'm very good at English. Okay. Okay. So I have a very high comprehension of words and grammar, so on and so forth. Okay. Mm-hmm. So subjects that I don't know, I'm able to read about, put together, formulate, understand it and go, okay, now I get it. So me, English is like my saving grace because it really helps me learn new things that I may be unaware about. All right. Prime example. I was reading books on physics when I was like 10. All right. Didn't understand, obviously, majority <laughs> of it. But I was like trying to like learn how to pronounce the words and such and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Then fast forward years later, it's like when I picked up something that happened to have those words in it and they were talking about this particular subject. I'm like, oh, I understand it. I get it. Mm-hmm. So same thing. I think it's going to be a matter of us catching up. Or them catching up on the language side for us to finally make communication with aliens. Yeah, there's all, somebody's going to wind up translating something, and it's going to be a massive breakthrough. Yeah, because everybody always see this another another arrogance on humanity. They always assume we'll be able to speak to them through math. Have you seen Common Core? Yeah, we were just talking about that. With, we were uh, just talking about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is like to be honest, it's like look, they may not use math as we perceive math. We can't even we can't even talk it about. We can't even understand. I don't know what that was out there. It's super I distracting. Think somebody died. Yeah. <laughs> Are you dead? No. Are you dead? <laughs> Knock twice if you're alive. <laughs> but um. Knock twice if you're dead. That'd be cool. <laughs> we can't even figure out how the Egyptians put the pyramid together. All we can do is theorize it. We can't even understand the math that oh, went absolutely. into that. Yeah. The, the complexity of the math that went into that, other other than like the backs of slave labor. We yeah. know they use slaves. Yeah. We know that for a fact, and we know that. Yeah. That's it. That's the thing. We, <laughs> like, we know certain facts about certain things from the past. We don't know everything. No. There are certain things that we may never, ever figure out. And the, the funny part is there could be, like, aliens out there look at that and go, really? You couldn't figure that out? Really? Prime example, monoliths of Easter Island. There's one. Nobody really knows for certain how they got there, why they're there, so on and so forth. All right? Or what's underneath. <laughs> exactly. There's a lot of theories, but no... No definitive guarantee. I can pick up this can of Monster right here. Make sure you sponsor us. Uh, Monster <laughs> Energy Ultra Sunrise. It's an orange can. I can read this out to you. This is fact in front of me. Okay? Mm-hmm. This is proven fact. All the other stuff that they talk about, like like you said, building the pyramids. Why do we have pyramids all around the world when these people were not communicating? Well, it's part of the Pangaea theory, though. Because, yes. I mean, well, it, it's, it is scientific fact that the tectonic plates the continents are all moving away from each other and they used to touch yes and it used to be all one landmass yes so theoretically because we all came from you know the cradle of life over there africa iraq that area mm-hmm. we all originated from there and when we spread out we all had similar knowledge so we yes. started building similar stuff but there are pyramids everywhere and we st- i was going to say some <laughs> of them never had that possibility allegedly. of contact allegedly allegedly yes and because a, we really do not know. And also the, the language differences. Now, some of these areas came to be way before or way after the other civilization areas. So they never had a chance to communicate, talk, look at, let alone look at a pyramid and go, hey, let's build one of those, keeping up with the Joneses. You know what I, I mean? It's <laughs> like, well, look, Bob, Barbara and George down the road here, they got their pyramid last week. We're pyramid getting one too. Envy. Yep. Pyramid envy. Don't pyramid me. So and Egypt's like, hold my beer. Yep, hold or my hold beer. my whatever they drank back then. Yeah, wine, mead, whatever. Yeah. So, but long story <laughs> short, yeah, you know, honestly, there are certain situations where you kind of look at it and you go, okay, look, this would make sense over here, but not over there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, same thing with space. 
Because a lot of stuff on Earth does not make sense for how it is. It just doesn't. No. You know, we're trying our best to figure it out. Physics every day are trying to, you know, physics. Um, you know, physics majors, you know. Physicists. Physicists. There you go. Uh, doctors in medicine, you know, so on and so forth. are trying to figure out stuff every single day, you mm-hmm. know, working on it. And, and we've only gotten this far. This is as far as we've come. Yeah. And we think we're so superior. But this is as far as we've come. Yeah, we we need a humbling experience, and I hate to say it. Oh, and absolutely. I don't want to wish it on us, but we probably need it, or we need to. I would love for someone to study a soil sample of Mars. It was it's our closest neighbor aside from the Moon, yep. which they're already. Did you hear about that? So apparently, China's at the Moon. So China went to the moon, and they found, like, some sort of new ore over there that is, like, energy harnessing. You know, that it was, like, fake news I was reading. But apparently – I'm about to Google this. <laughs> but, uh, like, uh, supposedly China went to the daggone moon. I've heard about that, too, that they found this uh, this ore that actually gives energy. Yeah, well, it, it produces, like, a lot. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. You keep talking or something. No, not a really. thousand days on the moon. Yeah, and then they, yeah, brings lunar rocks to Earth. There we go. This was in 2020. Yeah, and like nobody heard about it. I'm sure somebody heard about it. Just I'm not sure me. somebody. Yeah, just not <laughs> us. You know, but here's the thing though. Uh, once again, falling back to we just don't know. There's so much still to learn ahead of us, and you know, in our lives. I mean, think about this. Cell phones. Uh, those, you know, have been around for not a very long time, but for, you know, a couple decades now at least. Um, you know, you, you started off with the big cell phones, you know, the really big, 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 big ones, you know, back in the 80s, stuff like that. Um, you know, there really was actually like cell phones, not cell phones, but phones that were portable that were back in even like the 50s, you know. But now look at them. Now you basically hold enough computer power in your hand with a cell phone that mm-hmm. really can run a, you know, a NASA rocket. You know, it's got enough, it's got enough, you know, m- bits of information in it that it really could, literally. Found it. Okay. So it is a new mineral that is transparent. It's a transparent crystal that has a diameter smaller than a human hair. And it was believed it formed about 1.2 billion years ago. Mm-hmm. And they're calling it, what is it, chainsonite or something like that? Um. But it could be used in nuclear fusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chain, change site. Change the site. Change the site. Change the site. Hold on. Let me take a look. Change the site. Why? Is that like a, a megastone for Pokemon? Um, but yeah, look. It literally... Look at that. That's crazy. Yeah. It looks like uh, almost like a... A decorative crystal. Well, crystals used... actually do harness energy in them. Yeah. And they then sound. They They hold sound in them. And it has confirmed the presence of helium-3 inside the crystal. It is very rare on Earth, but – see, yeah. I told you we were going to mine the moon if yeah. we're not already. Yeah. I'll give you an example about crystals harnessing sound that involves the paranormal. Yes. Do it. Okay. So there was a, uh, an investigation that was happening one time that these people, as soon as construction started up around their home, they were started building this new house next door. They started having these weird voices that people would hear randomly in their home, just random times of the day and night, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they they started believing their house was actually haunted because they said they could hear the voices clear as a bell. It wasn't like they're, you know, and it was multiple people in the home hearing it. And this is a true story. So long story short, after further investigation, they found out that there was a major, major crystal, like, spot underneath their home. What was going on is all the construction happening in the neighborhood where they were doing all the new construction. These big trucks were going by. The vibration was releasing sounds from some of the crystals. And some of them were voices that were being released that these people were hearing. So crystals were talking to people. Yes, crystals were talking to people. So they confirm crystals are aliens. Yeah, so they had, they had held sound in them from, you know, voices from people who had been around that area for God knows when it happened. But it had held that sound for all that time, and just the right vibration, right frequency was releasing them, and people could hear them. So, like, that really opens up windows to crystal, like, memory technology. Like, we had back in all, like, the 80s and 90s show uh, where yep. they had, like, data crystals data and crystals stuff like and that. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
How cool would that be? Superman. All the intelligence of his Kryptonian past and heritage and everything. Science. All in a crystal. Yeah. See? This is... We need to do this. Yes. Yes. Somebody get on that because... Crystal is our future. And I don't mean the one who's stripping down the street. Talking about crystals that, you know, looks like diamonds. Not meth. Not that either. (laughs) I mean, crystal meth could probably answer a few things for you too, but... (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Dude, I just figured out physics, man. I mean, I would not be surprised if some of these people that were like on some of these psychedelic drugs have actual like breakthroughs and so, that's why I have you heard about this so uh, and I know I've probably mentioned it briefly before because it just like bewilders me mm-hmm. but like there's it what bewilder oh I sort of got something you said be watered <laughs> yes be watered okay. be watered me <laughs> um, <laughs> but Apparently, microdosing has led, like, microdosing, like, uh, psilocybin and stuff like that has led to, like, improvements in mental efficiency and yeah. less necessity to sleep, which is probably why Benjamin Franklin was doing it. Because Benjamin Franklin only slept, like, 15 minutes every, like, four hours. <laughs> he would literally take 15 minute naps after, like, being up for four hours. He'd take a 15 minute nap, wake up, four hours, 15 minute nap. Yeah. I mean, Super efficient because he invented a bunch of stuff if you or get stole hit, a bunch of If you could hit your REM cycle, straight into your REM cycle. See, naturally going to sleep and falling deep enough to get into your REM stage of sleep takes hours, okay? Opposed to if you could make your body go straight into REM. Mm-hmm. Let's, you could fall asleep and then, like, say, three minutes, go straight into a REM cycle. You would only have to sleep for about a half hour to maybe an hour a day and be perfectly fine. Your muscles will be sore, you know, because you're not giving your body physical time to rest. But your brain and everything, perfectly fine. You could survive off that. Hmm. That's the reason why, like, when in the military, sometimes people do sleep deprivation. They they put you through it. They you know, like like in the seals going through buds. They put you through hell week, and you basically get maybe an hour of sleep, maybe maybe a night for seven days. All right, well, actually six days. Seventh day, you're done, and it's to to break you of of you know showing how far you can push yourself. Your body can and brain you can work under pressure and without sleep and everything else, because they can physically work you to death, literally physically work you to death. Yeah. Like in, in special warfare I've, training I've stuff like that. Heard about that? That's, yeah. There's been reports about it. But mental is the by far the worst. You know the 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 the. The breaking down of the mental, uh, the mental aspect is the worst. It's for the hardest pressures to put you under. Um, like drown proofing. You know, drown proofing is where they put you in a pool, you know, hands tied behind your back, feet tied together, and you dive down for like your mask at the bottom of a, of an Olympic sized pool down oh to the bottom God. to get your mask with your teeth and swim it back up to the top. Um, this is drown proofing. They, they want to break you of the fear of drowning. Dude, I remember and there's water a whole bunch of other stuff. That was yeah. so. I accidentally did something similar. Um, <laughs> so I was doing water survival training, and um, it was cold. Yeah. You know, it was in Alabama, which you know was colder than St. Pete. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I bought a hoodie, mm-hmm. but I'm a little dude, and all they had was like double XL hoodies. So I bought me a double XL hoodie. It was big. It was warm. Well, they said jump in the pool with your clothes, with all your clothes on, and mm-hmm. swim down, touch the bottom, and swim up. Well, I got down to the bottom pretty quick because uh, big old hoodie weighed me down. Getting back up was another issue. I literally had to take the hoodie off and swim my butt back up. Mm-hmm. I got the hoodie back, but like, <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about drown proofing? <laughs> oh, dude, man, I remember like in the Navy, instead of doing my just level three certification for swim, I did my level two. Mm-hmm. Um, which is where you gotta do like the combat stroke and all this stuff. I mean, there, there's so many different things you have to do in the pool to prove that you are a very good swimmer, very efficient. Uh, like jumping off the, into the deep end and you gotta stay afloat mm-hmm. for a very long time <laughs> without <laughs> sinking. Um, you know, and, and in the course of other things, yeah, you know, you gotta do like, uh, the combat side stroke, breast stroke, back stroke, and I forgot there was another one. I don't remember now. It's been so long. But anyways, these strokes, you had to be like show proficient. You couldn't like just, 
do it because I, I got to get done. And you're trying. No, you had to do it picture perfect the entire way on all of them you're demonstrating. If it, I think each one we had to do was for like 25 yards, right? Mm-hmm. Now, all this stuff you're doing is nonstop. You're not taking a break. Yeah. All right. So when I got my level two certification, man, I was like, man, I'm like, man, now, you know, I got my level two. And, and then I did my rescue swim when I got in the Coast Guard. <clears throat> that sucked <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I got a I got another buddy that went to the Coast Guard and he told me about his boot camp because like we were what in our early twenties or whatever yeah and he was telling me about the boot camp mm-hmm. and I didn't believe him that you know it was like the second hardest boot camp in the armed forces. Um, he told me about the daggum sit ups you got to do like going under and like. When you go back, you're underwater, and then you got to pull yourself up out of the water and take a breath. One, come down, up, <laughs> down, up. I, we literally, I was like, it can't be that hard. How would you do it? Had him hold my feet. He was, I was like, how many do you, do y'all got to do? I was like, I'm in pretty good shape. How many y'all got to do? He's like, you got to do a hundred. By like fifty, I almost drowned. <laughs> I was just Dude, like, all right, I suck. Basically, <laughs> like when you're laying on your back on the beach, okay, and your feet is facing the beach, your head is facing the water, and put yourselves in the waves. Your partner would hold your ankles, and you're doing sit-ups, mm-hmm. all right? It's almost like you're getting waterboarded yeah, every time exactly. you go down. Because all the water is rushing over you, and then, of course, it's coming back up to mm-hmm. go back out. It's all rushing up your nose, everything else. And you got, like, all that sand and silt and stuff. Yeah, yeah. the main thing is, you, as long as you just remember, just don't panic. That's it. Yeah. Just don't panic. You'll be fine. You're not going to drown. Well, and, that's exactly what you do when you get in the water or you get in rough. Like, so, I messed around. And I was working for this uh, commercial assistance towing company. And I want to clarify on one thing real quick. When I was talking earlier about seals and all that, no, I was not a seal. Did not go through buds. I'm de- but I know I have got. Well, you already know I got friends who are seals, former yeah. seals. You know, so I've learned a lot of that stuff from them. You yeah, know? they're nuts. Yeah, and they'll tell you about it. Yeah, and they'll show you. Yeah, but um, so was a little out of shape, mm-hmm. a little bit overweight. Um, I got pregnant when my wife got pregnant. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I weighed a little bit more. I was a little more buoyant. It happens. We'll, we'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I had to swim to shore with the tow line to get this boat off the shore. Mm-hmm. And I made it like halfway out there and dropped the daggum line. <laughs> so oops, I had to go back, and then I had a marine, of course, come out there, out swim me, had to show me what for. <laughs> <laughs> grab the thing and he was totally cool about it he wasn't yep. like being a, a d-bag or anything but like i was like oh my god thank you i was like all right i have to start swimming again i have to start exercising i gotta drop this weight because like you can't go through like i've seen guys big guys heavy guys jump in the pool for water survival mm-hmm. sink like a rock yeah like and they can swim oh they're yeah. very good swimmers yeah. but like even the like so you have, like, the basic water survival Yep. is you have to stay afloat and tread water without touching a daggum thing anywhere yeah. for, like, I think it's either two or five minutes, one or the other. Numbers can flip around yeah, in my yeah. head, whatever. But it feels like an eternity. And if you panic and you start kind of freaking out, you start sinking. Well, this one dude, boop, right to the bottom, mm-hmm. ten feet down, literally had to, like – he. You see him running underwater <laughs> yep. up the thing. And he was like six foot two, so he didn't have to run far. But <laughs> Dude, our chief was a jerk, man. When I did my free float swim, it would, it would tread in water, mm-hmm. hour. Easy. Wow. Yeah. It, but but for me, because, I mean, I've always been, you know me, I'm yeah. half fish. For me, that's like, yeah, nothing. I can do Mer-man. that. man. Yeah. <laughs> it, dude, I swear, like even the Coast Guard, man, like if somebody drops something off the boat, like we've had it happen, you know how it is, when you're working on the boat in the dock, you know, and you're, people drop stuff overboard. Oh, yeah. It happens. Yeah. And every time somebody would drop something overboard, they'd, Hancock, because <laughs> they knew I loved getting in the water anyway. So yeah. I'd be like, okay, I'd, I'd go grab one more swim mask, and I'd, you know, pop off my shirt, you know, and I'd hop off in the water, man, and I'd dive down and go get it. But however, one time. <laughs> Mistake. We were, Yes, and I hope my mass chief is not listening to the show. I know he usually listens. What is he um, going to do, write you up after the fact? It, exactly. <laughs> this is my old CEO from the Coast Guard. Uh, for the listening audience new, I did time in the Navy as a mineman, and I, in the Coast Guard I was a coxswain for a small boat station. Um, so, anywho, I'm, I, we were refurbishing the boat because we had this big, huge inspection coming up called Stant Team. 
Okay, they come in, they they run you through drills and they check all your paperwork and do they check everything top to bottom, making sure that you guys are proficient, you're smart, you know all your stuff, you have all these tests you got to take, blah 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 blah. So, anyways, we're refurbishing the boat to really shine it up, make it look good. Good. So we brought we bought new cleats to put on, right? Mm -hmm. So my buddy Mike was taking one of the the old cleats off. He freaking drops the new one in the water. (laughs) Now, on this boat is a 41-foot UTB, right? Utility boat. The 41, those cleats are like 80 to over $100, man. They're, they're big, right? They're, they're made specifically for, you know, for this boat or whatnot. So, anyhow, he turns around and goes, you gotta get that thing, man, or Master's gonna kill me, bro. And I'm like, alright, so let me go grab Master, you know, go swim for it. So. Couldn't find it. (laughs) Nope. I, I turn around and I was smart. I grabbed the line. And, and we had a line that had like a little, you know, little carabiner on it. Mm-hmm. So the objective was I would swim down because I knew there was a lot of silt on the bottom, right, underneath the boat. Now, the water in our slip was like 15 feet, okay? So I swam down. I'm digging around in the mud, in the dark, right? And I do got a flashlight with me. And I'm digging down into the silt to try to find it. Because we knew that it dropped in one specific spot. And that thing's big, metal, and heavy. It's only 15 feet. It's pretty much going straight down. <clears throat> Not going to be too hard to find. Bloop. I find it. So I grab it, go to pull it up. The mud's got suction. Can't get it to come up. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> so I let out some of my air, and I put my feet downward. So like I'm like bending down, like like hiking a football almost, right? I grab the pull up. My feet get pushed down into the mud. Now, I wiggle it and wiggle it and wiggle it. I finally get it to come loose. So I wrap the, ri- the line around it, take the carabiner, connect it on the other end. So now it's solid. Pull on it so they can pull it up. And there it goes. Then I realize I can't get out You're of stuck. the mud. <laughs> and I'm like, which one will he be more pissed about? Losing that off the boat or losing a man off the boat? <laughs> I think the cleat. Probably the cleat. <laughs> so I literally am sitting there and I'm like, okay, this is not good, right? So I start wiggling my feet back and forth. You know, I even reach down my hands and I kind of. Ladies sc- and gentlemen, he literally just started dancing. Yes, I did. <laughs> and I scoot my hands down both sides of my leg to push down to the mud to try to break the suction loose so I could get loose, right? Yeah. So. To me, it didn't seem like it was very long that I did this. It took, to me, in my mind, it took like 30 seconds, roughly, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. So I break loose. I swim up to the top. Dude, when I surface, everybody's leaning off the boat looking. And they're like, dude, Where'd do you, you know? Yeah, they're like, do you know how long you were down there? We were getting scared. And I'm like, what? And I was under for like three minutes, three and a half minutes. That's not bad. Yeah. And I was like, nah, I'm a little out of breath, but yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And, uh, it, like, literally, they were about to dive in to see if I had gotten stuck, if I was drowning. I'm like, well, I was stuck. I couldn't get loose, man. <laughs> and so, but I finally got myself loose. Yeah, that would have been the moment where I would have, like, lost my boots and just took off. I, I No, if I would have been over it. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, Jesse, don't play that. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I'm like, eh, if I drown, at least I'm dying where I'm happy. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Well, I get to become Aquaman. Yeah, no. Why are you looking at your... Yes, where... The no, I got a dis- notification on my phone. Oh, the or show disappeared, like, quick. I don't know what happened to this episode, but it's almost over. Oh, I know, right? It's very sad. I know. Um, It's so hard so to say goodbye. Aliens exist. Aliens exist. We know this. Chance is a fish. I'm a fish. And I like air. And he likes hair. This is what we've learned today. This is what we have learned today. We have learned that aliens do exist, and they are the size of the sun. That, dude, I still can't wrap my head around that. That is just crazy mess in my head right now. You, I, I don't You even, like my mode of thinking, don't you? I love it. It's terrifying, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I just something that can literally encompass the planet that is living. Pretty crazy. I... It's possible, very possible. All right, so once again out there for our listening audience, if you want to go back to listen to old episodes of Paraprobe, you find us everywhere you get your podcast shows. Go to iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon, yada, yada, yada. Sorry? Make sure you uh, check us out on the podcast platforms. If you do find us, um, let us know what you think. Subscribe. Give us a follow. Like, thumbs up, thumbs down, whatever. Tell us you love us, tell us you hate us. Yeah. And we'll see you next weekend. All right.